And now for another installment of Stream Theater. Doom boom 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 boom. This is a special sponsor advertisement for Too Many Flicks and a condom malt liquor. Once you pop the top, the panties drop. And a condom malt liquor. It's a liquor that makes you go woo. All right, that was an interesting intro. Um, yeah, we are now sponsored by Anaconda Malt Liquor. Um, I'm really please. glad that we now have this actual real money. Yeah, we <laughs> this real, real money by a real, real malt liquor. Uh, From a company. real sponsor, no less. Sponsor, advertisement sponsor, apparently. This is redundant. But you know what? It is what it is. Thank you so much, Anaconda Malt Liquor. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, with that being said, this is Stream Theory. Woo! <laughs> Welcome. All right. Hey, my name's Ben. My name's Ian. Woo. All right. And if this is your first time listening, um, I'm going to give you the rundown of the show. So what we do is we pick a movie each week. We fucking review that movie. And guess what? We give you the goods, the bads. The remake, because we know Hollywood is out of ideas and they always remake stuff. You know. Yeah, so we tell you about what our, our collective ideas are about a remake and our reboot and our sequel sometimes. And sometimes. then after that, we give you the rating because that's what you all are here for. What do we think about the movie? What is the rating? Should you watch it now? Should you watch it now? Yeah, maybe. If we give it a must-watch, you can watch it right mm-hmm. now. Stop what you're doing and then come back to finish the episode, but then watch the movie first. All right? After that, put it on the list. If it's not quite a must-watch, close, but no cigar. You could put it on your list. You could get to it a couple of weeks, days, years. It's on the list. If it's not quite on the list, you can put that motherfucker on in the background. You can iron, clean, you know, so whatever you need to do, you can have it on the background. You won't be missing much because it's not that deep. All right? Easy peasy. Easy peasy. After that, hey, look, it's a little bit lower on the list here. You would rather do something completely different than watch this fucking film. I mean, like, you'll watch it, but, like, you would rather eat grass. You know what I mean? Or even something mm. even worse. Drink spoiled milk. You're All talking right? about an I would rather movie. I, and I would rather. I would rather do this and then to watch this shit. After that, well, we have the bottom of the barrel. Um, and as my eloquent co-host here loves to say, when you find the bottom of the barrel, you make a new barrel. Um, the first, this category was once called, or this uh, rating system was once called Artemis Fowl. And we used to spell it like fowl, not like the bird, but as in something that smelled really bad and was just terrible. Um, because that movie is garbage. But, lo and behold... There was another movie who absurped it, and that was The Kissing Booth. And uh, now it is a kissing booth if the movie is just gutter trash. It's just awful. Horrifying. Like, don't even watch it because it's just, it will literally corrode your brains, and it might even kill you. Like, I'm just, like, we, I don't know how we survived watching The Kissing Booth. I had to go to the fucking emergency room right after. It, it was, took a few years off of my life. Yeah, yeah. I'm still paying off those those bills. Abs- yeah, both of us. We were in there. We were in the ICU, and the doctors were like, what happened? And they're like, they watched the kissing booth. My God. 
Clear the room. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? We we need a fucking IV stat. <laughs> I've seen a lot of sick fucks. I've seen a lot of stuff in butts, but I've never, <laughs> never seen somebody who willingly watched the Kissing Booth films. Uh, yeah. And that is it. That's the name of the game. That's the show. And then at the end, we'll give you another movie that we're going to review for the next week. Um, so, Ian, how do you feel about getting into the goods for what? what's the movie that we watched this week? Ooh, I'm glad you asked, Ben. This week, friends, dear listeners, we are taking a look at Black Dynamite. 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 Boom, boom. <laughs> uh, Black Dynamite. Uh, was directed by Scott Sanders and is written by Michael Jai White, Byron Minns, Scott Sanders. Those are the three. They wrote it. And it is starring Michael Jai White, Arsenio Hall, Tommy Davidson, Fredella Calloway, Phyllis Applegate. So many people out the gate. Uh, cinematography is done by Sean Maurer. And the music was by Adrian Young. Editing done by, oh, also Adrian Young. That's pretty rad. Uh, and that's Black Dynamite, baby. We're jumping right into this film that you can catch yourself over on HBO Max. Uh, but yeah, Ben, I'd say without with all that, let's just get right into it. Wait, wait, right. Uh, some goods, baby. What you got? Oh, man. What I got. Dude, I could do this all day. Uh <laughs> Uh, a good, just the dialogue and the, the pure love for mm-hmm. and and critique of the black exploitation film area uh, era uh, and genre of movies back in the what late sixties, early seventies, um, and throughout the seventies, really. Um, it's just it's just pinpoint accuracy there, just like the low budget. The the get the 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 bits like that run through the entire film and don't get old. Just like there's just so fucking funny. It's just yeah, it's just brilliant. It really is. I think I think a great example. I think a great example of some of that stuff. Something that made me laugh out loud was the the militant who reads the descriptive parts of the script. Like, mm-hmm. militants turn around surprised. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. Dynamite is like, you know, like, oh, I forget what he says. But then the actor says, sarcastically, who do you think you are or something? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what's an example of one of those bits that you loved? Any of Bullhorn's lines. Because that motherfucker is a... <laughs> he's in... Uh, what do you call it? What's the po- poetic? Uh, he's in... in um, verse he's a lot of his dialogues in verse um and this motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> has a moment he's like i forget what happens but he just bursts out and is like mean real mean like two fat motherfuckers fighting over pork chops and collard greens and just like stuff like that that's inserted <laughs> that it continues inconsistently and there's one time where he tries to rhyme with something and it just stops and pauses and they <laughs> jump cut to something completely different it's just like shit like that it's just like perfect. It's just so funny. Every time he opens his mouth, gold. This just is just because of the writing. Quick, quick, uh, quick hot take. Maybe I don't know. This is as close as we may ever get to a live action Boondocks movie. I agree. I just like agree. the 
the themes that they're talking about here, but also that humor that sort of, you know, just mm-hmm. like completely off the wall, but still somehow part of it all. Yeah, I 100% I'm with you there. The The love for the genre is so apparent in all of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's so sad that they kill Bullhorn. <laughs> Minor spoilers. A lot of people die in this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. No, they uh, they definitely <laughs> kill Bullhorn. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> I think you'll be fine though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We didn't. We're not given. Do we? All right. So we should decide right now with that minor spoiler alert. Do we talk about the biggin? Do we talk about? What happens with Anaconda um, Malt Liquor? Yes. Sure, yeah. Why not? We may we may talk about what, what the truth of behind Anaconda Liquor is, j- Malt Liquor, just because it is a wonderful <laughs> piece of storytelling in its own right mm-hmm. that like would be immature, I think, in any other film. But somehow in this is so thematically appropriate and... It give you small dick, people. Yeah, it gives you small dick. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it it it, it gives you, and, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it gives you a little Richard. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and another word for Richard is. <laughs> uh, and so that's, I think, I want to use that to transition to what I really like about the film, which is, uh. Yeah, it's really over the top and it's like ridiculous as fuck. But what they're talking about thematically is very, very important and something that at the time, what was this, 2009? Uh, yes, it was. It, around that era, I mean, you know, I was like, what, fucking 17? So I didn't necessarily know was what was on the forefront of social conversation. But it certainly wasn't about like... uh. It just parallels very much to me, like, real-life events that actually happened via, like, the crack epidemic and mm-hmm. everything. You know, like, that is that is part of the backdrop of this film, uh, with no small intention, I think, to be, like, we are lampooning a very serious issue that has plagued communities for a long time, and the American government has not been held to accountability on that front. And they, it's... I, Maybe I'm being too heady with black dynamite. No, you're not. You're not. Like... You're not. It's it's you're not being heady at all. It's actually very very brilliant. It's simple. It's the comedy does this weird trick where it makes you where it makes you think that it's all uh, surface level and kind of airy and light. But there's so much more going on underneath this script that is just mm-hmm. so brilliant. And when you do dissect it, it is a lot. It is super important and 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 and, and a very in-depth look at society as a whole honestly especially the black community um you, it sounds like, silly but yeah you're 100 yeah, yeah like i think that that sort of surface level thing that the comedy does is to disarm mm-hmm. in so many ways you know mm-hmm. absolutely it's it's uh, it's quite sharp the this the, the the dialogue in this is just sharp the story is sharp um and it doesn't miss a beat and i wish more people have seen it uh, like it is too good not to see um yeah 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 no ian you're hitting the nail on the head with that my friend yeah yeah I, like also mm-hmm. just i don't know why people wouldn't watch this film for 
to see a Kung Fu Richard Nixon get his ass kicked. Like, that alone is worth the price of admission, is it not? It absolutely is. Not only that, but, like, doesn't Richard Nixon know how to use nunchucks in this, too? Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's a Kung Fu Richard Nixon. There is a Kung Fu showdown between <laughs> Black Dynamite and, and President of the United States, like, <laughs> impeached in disgrace, mm-hmm. Richard Nixon. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. You should watch it. Like, this is how ridiculous this shit is. Um, And somehow, yeah, somehow that still manages to have more social commentary than a lot of its peers today. Like, I don't know. Like, that alone, like. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's just brilliant. Another way, another good that I have, too, that I want to kind of touch on, E, is the cinematography. Um, The the Mm, amateur mm -hmm. look of it all and the feel of a low-budget film actually yes. takes a lot of work to do, surprisingly enough. In order to make something look bad, being a good filmmaker, you have to work at it. Um, Absolutely. Bad but watchable is, like, really hard to accomplish. We talked about this last time, mm-hmm. or not last time, but recently, about, like, the, the old story with, like, bad singing on stage. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to be a really good singer to sing bad on stage. It sounds paradoxical, but like... Yeah, or a really good actor to do some bad acting on stage. Like you're playing an exactly. actor who's terrible. Like it, it takes work to make it believable. And boy, do they pull it off. There's booms and shots. Uh, <laughs> they recycle cars exploding. Yep. Um, the editing is choppy as fuck. <laughs> Sometimes. There are times where, yeah, they do just, like, straight-up cut. I think in one part, don't they, while they're walking through the neighborhood, uh, there's a, a woman, a subplot character who, I can't remember her name at the moment, but she is concerned with, like, the community and is all about, like, uh, improving the community uh, through activism and tackling the crack epidemic in her part of town. Mm-hmm. Um and they're walking along, and she's like, you did it, Black Dynamite. I can't believe you helped. And he's like, well, there's no I in revolution. And then they cut in team, <laughs> even though he's still <laughs> yeah. saying revolution. But the audio, it's like, it's those little things where it's like, oh, shit, like, we were on the cutting room floor, and there is an I in revolution. We need to dub it. Like, let's dub this. That shit it is. kills me. Oh, my God. Oh, the orphans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i used to be an orphan <laughs> the worst part about this is not that kids have crack it's that they're orphans and have no parents <laughs> with crack. ah uh, guys one line is like <laughs> you, you gotta shake up these kids you can, you can shake out shake out the heroin and he's like we tried that black dynamite it doesn't work right so- Oh yeah, the kid that comes up to him like, "Hey, I'm looking for my fix." Yeah, six year old kid. Stop it, kid. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Brilliant cinematography all the way around and editing, just to make it look amateurish. It's 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 a it's a feat within itself, and the lighting as well. To have that old school mm-hmm. lighting, which is difficult to capture and embody. People don't realize that because especially with the advent of all these new lights and stuff like that. Um, and film, uh, I don't think they shot this in film, so to make it look like they a add shot some film, little grain too. Yeah. yeah, it's it's difficult to make digital look like film, <laughs> and people do it. And when you do it, you do it well, and it's it's it looks well, it's done well to perfection. At least I don't think they shot this in film, I could be wrong on that, but 
Um, I'm actually curious. Yeah. Research sidebar. So, Ian, did they shoot it in film? Research sidebar complete. Cinematographer Sean Maurer shot it on Super 16 color reversal Kodak film stock because he really wanted to get that high contrast saturated look. Uh, they did convert it to digital for editing. They didn't edit it on film, but yeah, the original. There you go. And that's that's a huge accomplishment in and of itself because there are so many extra things that you have to think about and unpack if you're shooting. Like, there's a reason for folks who aren't into the camera mechanics of filmmaking. There's a reason that it's all digital now, mm-hmm. and it's because film is such a button and a half to use you get really great looks from it but it is there are a lot of complications that come with shooting with it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it, they do it so good here it looks so good i know that's impressive man that's impressive this movie actually probably lost a little money too which is sad because i'm looking at the budget and what they made worldwide and it just doesn't add up uh this is what i'm talking about this is why we're doing this because this movie needs to be seen um Budget was two thousand two million nine hundred um two million nine hundred thousand and it grossed worldwide two hundred and ninety only three hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah fucking hell did not make a lot of money um, that's fucking sad probably why we don't have a black dynamite two certainly yeah which is a shame because it's so fucking funny <laughs> it is fucking hysterical um okay with that being said um the soundtrack another good soundtrack rap we should just like quick like uh, rapid fire shoot off the goods because there are a ton here yes soundtrack there's sometimes and i'm gonna just really quick just a little de- details sometimes where the like in black station movies where they have a music that tells exactly what's going on in this specific time that is going on and it's hilariously done here soundtrack brilliant L- love it um action michael jai white and all the all the like fighting that's going on he's like a triple quadruple black belt actually yeah and it it, like you know it's oftentimes done in a very hokey fashion but there is athleticism on display from him and several other folks here like it's great yeah i don't think he had any um i don't i think he did all of his stunts by himself which he can do um oh um um production design and costume oh yeah yeah so true um animation their use of like animation and that really Mm -hmm. uh sort of it really lended itself to that period feel, you know? I'm going to give a quick shout-out to uh, production designer Denise Pizzini and costume designer Ruth E. Carter because they did fucking awesome work for this. Yes. And also cast. Everyone was in 100% invested. Everyone. Every 100% single invested. person. Having so much fun. Yeah. There's not one person who's like, I don't want to be here. Everyone is there having a ball you can tell they're invested 110 percent. they're invested in the dialogue uh the scenes yeah brilliant stuff they're all serious too that's what makes good comedy is like you're not trying to make a joke you're Mm -hmm. you are dead serious about this ridiculous shit um yeah i I think we're good with the goods unless you have another good my friend no i think uh i think we should get to the the more difficult terrain now this time around the bads I'll start us off here. Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> I understand why it's here. I do because the shit was problematic back in the day, and I, I wanted. I I imagine Michael Jai White wanted it as authentic as possible. But you probably could have done without the racism, or the well, more so 
prejudiceness because black people mm. can't be racist because we're not a, a overwhelming majority and we don't have systems in place to be racist. But prejudice within like the Korea, the I believe it was the Vietnam War, <laughs> calling them Chinese and using some inf weirdly inflammatory um, language. It does, <laughs> oddly enough, it, it kind of works in this context because we know it's ridiculous and out of pocket. Um, it comes from a place of ignorance. And I think that's what Jai, Michael Jai White wanted to show here. But mm. I think you probably could have done without it and still had had a funny movie. Because like, there's so much funny around it that that in particular doesn't need to be. I think. Or have said more with it at the very or end. Or have said more with it, yes. Or, or I have a because... tell in be like, ah, this is it. Or something that, that more, yeah, yeah, more insightful look at it. Exactly. Like for all of its... Uh critiquing of the genre it doesn't it could have gone farther in that direction for sure yeah yeah because yeah. as you said that that is part of the genre and this film is nothing if not a love letter and critique of that genre mm -hmm. uh but yeah i think that's really that was like the one thing that made me kind of go like oh man that didn't age super well I, I would i would even add um add in sort of the objectification of women you yes. know like there there is a, a, an immense amount of that that is prevalent through all genres of cinema like let's not dance around it here uh yeah more of could have been said with that i think that is the uh like only glaring flaw for for me personally is that they don't they say so much about other stuff but the other uh like specifically you know like uh prejudice uh uh and uh sexism like not necessarily being critiqued enough completely agree with you um and i think you could have had because there are a few uh black exploitation films with black women in them like foxy brown mm -hmm. things like you could have had a character like a little bit more like that and given her agency maybe even a, a, a help to um black dynamite or in the group with Black Dynamite, when especially when he's starting to like have like a little bit of a team, there would have mm -hmm. been great to have a couple of women in that as well, just giving them agency. There's a quick little tweaks here and there that would have made it even more. Like you could still have that that ignorance there, which was prevalent, but also acknowledged to be like you know they also are a huge part of the black exploitation film process and like um, absolutely. Foxy Brown's yeah. first movie was like one of the most highest grossing from that genre wasn't it yes absolutely so i mean having that in there and thinking more about that would have just added to the already awesomeness of the movie have the women have more agency for sure please for the love of god um yeah because it then you can you can even go further with some of the critiques of the misogyny there too um which is just a missed opportunity by michael jai white um but yes i, I agree with you on that my friend um Anything else you can think of? As much as I enjoyed and like laughed at them using the same car for explosions every time, there there was a little bit of me that was like, maybe use two different car explosions every time. Like I'd love, I really wanted a fake out for one of them. So oh, that'd be good. Um, that'd be funny. Yeah. So I I think uh, there's that. But like, yeah, it's it's such a tight, fun film. It's only an hour twenty four minutes. That's really sleek uh there's so much going on in it too it's like three different movies and one and it still kind of works <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> the revenge story leads to the 
mystery, which in turn leads to the uh, revelation of... Yeah, the, it's wild. And then, like, a love story in there somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm good with the bads there. I don't really think there are too many other bads, to be completely honest with you. It's yeah, hard to it's do. just... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was just going to agree and say the greatest failing is that they uh, didn't say enough. Yes, that's that's exactly where I'm, my head is, too. And it's hard to do a pretty sharp... It's hard to do bads for a pretty sharp, like... Um, uh, pretty sharp satire like this. It's just kind of hard. It's already making fun of itself um, in so many ways. Um, and also, it's with a bunch of love to that genre of film, too, as well as mm -hmm. critiquing, as we've said a few times here. All right, let's get into the remake. Um, we're down. Michael Jai White's like, hey, give me guys a couple money. Let's try to make some actual money from this. How do you want to remake this? Or I will even throw this in. Well, how would you like a sequel to happen? Uh, X, Y, and Z. So what what you got for a reboot, remake, and our sequel? Oh, fuck, man. Um, the sequel might be uh, the route to go with this, right? Because mm -hmm. it tells a, a story that is so encapsulated and great in its own way Uh that I, I would hesitate to remake it. Not that Hollywood wouldn't try, right? Yeah. Uh, which is the whole purpose of this exercise. But I think that you would really want to go with like a soft reboot slash sequel in this mm -hmm. case to sort of address what we talked about and give that framework to be able to say more. Agreed. Maybe even, even like, all right, so maybe we start, uh, because the film ends with uh, no small amount of like fallout to be addressed later, right? Like, the President mm -hmm. of the United States has been... Uh, Richard Nixon has been kicked out of the White House effectively. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of room here to, A, introduce a Foxy Brown-like character who is, like, you know, the one who is sent to uh, reckon with the damage caused from the first Black Dynamite. Mm -hmm. And in some ways critique maybe the... Uh, things that we saw in this first one, right? Agreed. So that way it's not like the first one didn't exist. It, it is like, no, like we are building upon a building block. Uh, yeah, maybe Black Dynamite uh, is becomes the president. Because let's just be honest. Oh. He, he becomes the president of the United States. Because <laughs> that's the only way you can go. But somehow he's removed or he may be assassinated. We don't know what happened to Black Dynamite. Mm. He's obviously not dead. He's probably like of captured course. somewhere. And then Foxy Brown has to come and save. Or Foxy Brown as character has to come and save Black Dynamite. What happened to President Dynamite? And I why love is, that. Yeah. Why is Gerald Ford now the president or some stupid shit like that? Totally. Yes. Uh, so she. The movie opens with. Um, all right. What, let's let's give this. Uh, let's give this leading woman character a name. You know, Black Dynamite is based off of. Uh, no shortage of black exploitation mask heroes. Mm -hmm. uh, black Fox. Black Fox. Love mm -hmm. it. So Black Fox is on the case, right? Mm -hmm. The uh, President Dynamite is missing in action, uh, potentially a political prisoner, and she's going to get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. What's great about Black Dynamite is that this is like a mystery layered in a mystery. So mm -hmm. what? Uh, black Dynamite is alive and has... Ooh, okay. Let me hit you with this. See, see what you think of this flavor. Black Dynamite 
has purportedly been assassinated. Mm -hmm. And so Black Fox is trying to uh, sort of figure out who did that in XYZ. Uh, Gerald Ford is now the president, or maybe even it's been a few years. Mm -hmm. Reagan is president. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Ronald Reagan is president now, uh, but... Black Fox is still not over the assassination of Black Dynamite. Everyone's telling her, let it be. Like, you'll never solve that case. Blah, blah, blah. But mm. she's smart as a fox. Uh, she finds out Black Dynamite is still alive mm -hmm. and has gone into hiding. And the people who assassinated him would prefer that everyone think he's dead. And he's just fine with that. Yeah. You know, like, he's living... a. Uh, uh, his life as he does in the first film, lavishly, you know, like uh, with the uh, copulous amounts of female companionship, all right. that stuff. And Black Fox shows up and like, it's kind of that last Jedi-like dynamic yeah, at this exactly point, it, it almost yeah, feels yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, he's she shows like up Luke and, Skywalker of Black Dynamite. <laughs> exactly. And they have to address like his shortcomings that were on display in the first film. Like, mm -hmm. like hey, like... Black Fox, that's your name. Like, why don't we move? No, smack you. There's things to do. Shut up. This is not that kind of relationship. Right, like, yeah. And so it's like, like you know, like her challenging him and him getting back into uh, the groove and realizing that he needs to keep serving the community or something. Okay. I don't know. That's I love just this. I love this kind of being like a black exploitation Star Wars. So let's, let, let's, yes. let's, let's start the movie out with actually this. We see okay. Reagan... A Reagan official is in some type of secret fucking office space, right? And we see a okay. body without a head, right? And it's a black mm. body. We're like, what is this? And then we see them put on the head, but we just see the back. So it's a person. We, the shot is a person, white person's back putting on a head and adjusting it. And it's bullhorn. Robo bullhorn. <gasps> oh. So, yeah, and he's sitting to stop any of the bullshit that's happening in the black community and 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 fucking ruin the black community with crack <laughs> there it is yeah 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 because i was wondering how we get the crack epidemic up in here it feels very um paralleled with the heroin epidemic that's going mm -hmm. on or the smack epidemic into yes mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's robo bullhorn and so black dynamite has to confront bullhorn once again we're coming back to the community, not with smack, but this time with crack. Bullhorn. <laughs> Robo bullhorn. <laughs> I was trying to think of some pun like robo-bullhorn, but that Ro doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> robo-bullhorn. This has got to be as simple as robo-bullhorn. <laughs> God okay. damn it, robo-bullhorn. And, so, <laughs> and so, all right, Black Fox, Black Dynamite, working together to stop robo-bullhorn. <laughs> And then they figure out that he was created by the Reagan administration? Yes. yes. And then we take it back to the White House for a second showdown. Absolutely. And, and Black Dynamite Black Fox like, takes, takes Reagan down. And then we have a fucking Black Dynamite universe. You hear me? And then at the end, they have <laughs> to have yes. like an Avenger. The, the third or fourth installation has to be like three. So it has so like we have to have three different like Black exploitation are four black exploitation films of brown solo characters, right? There's a, sure. each, there's a character for each. There has to be a pimp character. There's also a pimp character in these movies who was a black exploitation 
person. So he's got to be in there somewhere, too. Very uh, Dolomite-esque at that point. Yeah, yeah. Even though Bullhorn is supposed to be Dolomite, you can have someone a little bit more like maybe a feminine um, who permed hair, who's like, I'm here to seek justice, but also pimp these hoes um, in a respectful way. And maybe there's a Certainly. funny, there's a, maybe a funny. Maybe that's the one about uplifting sex workers. Exactly. Where he's like, yes, I give them, I make sure I only get 10% because work, sex work is, is work. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and he treats them really well. He doesn't slap them or anything. I would never slap my, one of my hoes. <laughs> like, he just like, <laughs> I was not degraded to them. I am just here to promote them. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> I do not call them hoes because I think less of them. I just want to acknowledge that they out here doing work. <laughs> yes. Uh, it'd be like uh, the pimp. Uh, uh, pimping ain't easy or some shit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure that one out. We're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. We we're are, with Black right. Fox so right it's, now. We're, we're, at the end of the day, we're get, get the, 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 the culmination will be... <laughs> Them critiquing the Avengers movie while having four people come, or five black exploitation heroes come together to create the Black Avengers or the Black Dynamite, and can be called Black Dynamite and them, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Black Dynamite leading the team and Black Fox being the fucking co-leader. Love it. We've created a whole Here franchise. Done and done. We fucking did it. Okay. Cool. I like that. I think we should just we should zip that up, or write it down, give it to Michael Jai White, and try to find money for him and a studio that would be willing to do this. All right, let's get into the rating system. Um, Ian, what are you going to rate Black Dynamite 2009? What do you got? Whew, uh, if there aren't kids in the room, it's such a good time. It's so short. And if like it, it does such a thorough job of challenging uh whiteness in so many ways i i would put this uh in a must-watch category it's like one of those hidden classics all right uh bold but true it's a must-watch it's a fucking must-watch you need you need to watch this movie it is so good it has its issues we went over that but it is still worth it it Honestly, it was by chance. I think it was on Crackle at the time Ian and I watched it. We were just like, oh, what's this? This looks fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Threw it on, immediately fell in love with it. Um, It's good. It's so good that you can watch it several times and then even have it on in the background by doing stuff. That's how good it is. It's in two categories. You watch it, continue watching it because it's so much fun to a point where you just watch it because it just feels good and you throw it on in the background to watch it just to hear it. You just want to hear it. Um... Because it's that good. Um, it's yeah, like my, a guilty like, pleasure movie. This month. Go ahead. But it's it's like a guilty pleasure movie, but it's done so well. Yes. That it doesn't feel guilty, right? It's just At a fucking all. fun, good time that is over the top. And if you need, it's like escapism that's still saying something to a degree, right? It's, oh, absolutely. 1,000%. Love this movie. Love this movie. I'm glad we reviewed it. Again, like I, I was saying beforehand it's like the third time i watched it this month i will probably watch it again because it's just that funny to me uh, it doesn't get old um all right well with that being said what movie are we watching next week all right our next movie is ian you want to i'll give you a drum roll akira friends we're watching akira you can find it on hulu yes 
we're going to be doing for the month of May, dear friends, a fun little segment that Ben came up with that I think is so cool. Uh, we're calling it Anna May. Hey, look at that. Uh, and it's basically exactly what it sounds like. We're going to be taking a look at uh, some anime-based feature films, uh, some well-known and some maybe not so well-known. So here we go. Uh, but first up on the list is going to be Akira. Uh, you can tune into that on Hulu if you wish. Uh, yeah, and so that's what we're going over. Ain't that fun? That's exciting. Ooh, yes. This is my favorite. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, with that being said, we're going to wind down. Ian, why don't you tell the people who you are, what you're getting into, what they can look forward to you being in, um, how to get in contact with you, and um, may I say that twice, but whatever. Uh, and what is your favorite, what's your favorite soul food? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, hey, friends, my name is Ian Gabriel Gonzalez Muntiner. You can find me on Facebook as Ian Muntiner. You can find me on Instagram as SockNinja888. Or you can find me on Twitter as Galder's Speedy Idiot at Sir Yikes a Lot. Uh, a lot of fun projects coming your way this summer, so keep your ears and eyes out. Uh, ben and I will be talking all about them in good. Uh, my favorite soul food would have to be some, like, jerk goat mm. over some like really well seasoned uh rice um yeah i was always such a sucker for some like jerk curried goat like that shit oh you going with that caribbean soul food baby there was a there was a Curry great little joint there. in florida in st pete i wish it was still there but i my ma was a huge fan of it when i was growing up and so i mean that's how she got me into spicy food i do remember the, the first curry. time i had it Mm -hmm. The curry there, the chicken and rye, <laughs> the goat there. Oh, that's, I, I still think very fondly of it. And it is the standard to which I hold a lot of uh, other like curry, goat, and like shit that I try. Uh, yeah. Some 20 uh, years later. Yeah, no, Jamaican patties were always just so. Have you had Jamaican patty before? I don't know. What? I don't it's think so. Like, okay, it's kind of like a um, pot pie, but it's like fold it. And so it's like a handheld crispy golden layer um uh flaky golden buttery yes. layer with with be with meat inside they had or, these pockets and i never knew what to call them but we those, would get yes. some meat pockets and i would fuck that shit up in elementary school oh yeah. my god that's <laughs> jamaican pie called. that's what they're called no they, they call it um um um, um god, or jamaican patty it. fuck a patty yeah 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 i uh, use uh, a patty um crisp golden uh, jamaican pad um and i think there are vegan ones too which i have yet to have oh i just want some vegan i wish oh this someone would make a vegan jamaican joint because it's so have you gone to the one by the old um the place by the old um, 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 um the um, pick um, me up um, spot pick me up spot yeah have you gone to jerk place jerk? i have not i haven't been in that part of town for a hot minute but it's got i've heard good things yeah, no, yeah. If you if anyone ever have an idea, listeners, like, hey, I'm gonna make a Jamaican vegan place, which is mostly like, honestly, most of their stuff is already like vegetarian Jamaican, except for the curry and 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 the, well, except for the goat and all that other stuff. Um, so it's really easy to make. I, I guess you would make curry goat with like jackfruit. Jackfruit's really sweet, so you gotta you mm. gotta really strip that way the the sweetness away. Um, now I'm just getting ideas. Jesus, I'm gonna try to make some Jamaican food soon i'm gonna veganize it myself <clears throat> yeah i'm veganizing it myself i'm gonna do it it's been done i'm doing it <laughs> um 
jerk chick and the jerk goat there, boy. The boom look like that. All right, let me until you. Yeah, please. Let me stop offending Caribbean folk. Until you do get your your vegan Caribbean food spot open and ready to fucking roll, where can the people find you? Where can they hire you? And why don't you tell me... Oh, this is fun. What is a white dish you've had that you that someone brought to the cookout that you didn't mind that was like okay this this holds up all right yeah i, I can do that my name is benjamin jenkins uh you can find me on twitter at bubba bub benny and the jets you just look at benjamin jenkins or benjamin timothy jenkins you'll find me there that's a lot easier i'm not gonna break down my handle and how to spell it and all that stuff because it's long it's ridiculous i just like the name i like the way it looks uh you can find me on instagram at uh O underscore true underscore apothecary underscore 666. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. You can find me on my website at BenjaminTimothyJenkins.com. If you are trying to hire a brother, that's BenjaminTimothyJenkins.com. You can see my um, archives and, and portfolio there with my own resume. I think I might need to update it, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, yes, we're, I'm in a lot of stuff. Um, we're going to give you more rundown about that stuff. Also, we have uh, our, our um, sibling company here. Um, too many dice, which Matt Frost is running, our sound engineer and oftentimes co co-host. Um He's getting married soon, so he's, he's getting married. So he's a, yeah, that's super important for him to plan that, and we completely understand and we can't wait to celebrate with them. They're beautiful, beautiful people. Um and Angie, his uh partner in crime. Um yeah, so we we love that. We have other radio plays, other D&D things coming out to you. Uh, I've explained it to you before. Just go listen to another episode and get there. I was, I'm trying to close this out quickly. Uh, but something that has been brought to me at a cookout that I've enjoyed, or just say like a dinner, I will say, because it's been a while since I've gone to cookout. I can't quite remember. Um, sure. Responsible. But yes. See how easy that is? Um I will say green bean casserole. Anne makes a lot of it here, and it's actually really fucking good. I, I fuck with green bean casserole. Um, and I'll also give you another one. Um, that's kind of a Polish thing. Like, um, um, I, th- I believe it's just like purple cabbage. Mm. Pretty good with like uh, the dumpling. That's also that's pretty fucking delicious. I could dig that. I could jam on that. The pickled purple cabbage. It just it's in a jar. I could find it. It's fucking delicious. It's also good for your gut. Polish people have a lot of, like, Eastern Europeans have a lot of food. That's not necessarily great for you, but their, like, their vegetables, like, pickled and fermented, are always mm. very, very good for gut health. And I appreciate that. Hell yeah. And I, I do stuff. love some good, like, vinegary pickled taste. I'm, I'm not going Yeah, gonna lie. yeah, no. I, I do enjoy sauerkraut. I realized this. I made some sauerkraut. Um, uh... They are um, Eastern European, uh, fermented and everything like that. It was really fucking good. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was really good. And I don't like it on Rubens, I don't think. That's the, the issue. And I, also because, like, the, the, the Thousand Island is so rich, and it's already kind of rich tasting, and it just mushed together. Sometimes it gets really mushy and soggy if you don't eat it right away. That's a whole different story. I just... But sauerkraut alone, with, like, just the sausages or something like that, is delicious. Um, so that was fun. Uh, all right, yeah. With that being said, um, I, yeah, I think we, uh, I think we're just about done here, y'all. I know a lot of stuff is going on, um, out in the world, um, some craziness, and mm. um, but hey, 
summer is starting to roll around. It's getting warmer out. Today is a beautiful day in Chicago. It's almost like 70 degrees. It might be 80 degrees later. Some people are going to the beach. Some people are enjoying themselves. People are getting vaccinated. Continue to get vaccinated. Continue to tell people about vaccinations. As a matter of fact, they are doing vaccinations walk-ins at the United Center now. We had a guy tell hey, us that. Chicago first... listeners. Yep, Chicago listeners. Uh, one of the um, assistants there, a gentleman, told us to let everyone know that if you want a shot, you can come to the United Center and sign up, and they will take walk-ins. That is not a joke. That is not a makeup. Like, everyone is pretty much eligible for the vaccine. Please go and get it. You have no excuse at this point. If you need a ride or need to figure a way or a route there, I can help you out. I can't help you out with the ride, but I can figure out a, a, a route there or, or something. Um, we could put our heads together. So just get your shots done so we could have things open again. Please. There aren't any microchips. There's nothing 5G going on. <laughs> if you already think that you're probably not listening to this podcast, but you, if you That's are, <laughs> say, yeah. <laughs> but if you are, stop. Um, the reason why you should know that this vaccine works is because rich white people are taking it. And they wouldn't mm -hmm. take it if it didn't work. All right. So with that being said, mm -hmm. yo, we know it's a lot going on. You're like, hey, you want us to get vaccines. How can we do that and plan for that and still be working and go out for brunch and still watch these movies? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hmm. We're going to give you a guide to maneuver hmm. through all this fucking, this, this media and this, 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 this the cinema. We're, this is what we're here. We're a guide. We're shepherding you through the guy, through the, 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 the large amount and insurmountable amount of film and cinema and tv because we're too many flicks and we watch all of the flicks so that you don't have to this has been sponsored by anaconda malt liquor that motherfucking shit will make you go Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in again to another installment of Stream Theory. We really hope you are enjoying these, we really love making them for you. We know that we have changed up the segments and structure of the episodes a little bit. We would be so curious to hear your feedback. Also, maybe we haven't covered something that we should cover, or we just haven't talked about something, or you disagree with some of our opinions in these Stream Theories. Whatever the case, however you want to reach out and interact with us, you can do so on our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Too Many Flicks with the number two at the beginning and an X at the end. You can also find us at our Gmail account, which is too many flicks.chicago at gmail.com. We are also working on revamping the Patreon, getting a bunch of cool, new, fun ideas and merch and rewards up there for the people who do help us out over there a huge shout out to you all you're fantastic especially natalie cole who has been there since nearly day one all of you mean the world to us and thank you for your support there but we recognize that these are crazy times so not everyone can support financially doing something like commenting or liking or subscribing on whatever platform you're tuning in on means its weight in gold to small podcasts like us and finally we know that it is an absolute madhouse out there and there are so many more important things that require your attention at this time. We just hope that we can provide you with a little reprieve, a little solace from the madness that has become our world, because it certainly functions as that for us. And we're happy to share that. We just want to finish by saying 
It's crazy out there. We understand. Please wear your masks. Please wash your hands. Black Lives Matter. And stay safe. We love you.